This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I just wanted to jump in and say very quickly that this episode with Rosie and I was actually recorded back in July. Um, She hadn't announced yet that she was pregnant because she'd only just found out. And I actually guessed during the podcast, which is amazing. I was so excited. But she's now obviously announced that. So you probably already know that. And she was still waiting to find out whether her tour for Shag Married Annoyed with Chris was going ahead which has obviously now been postponed due to everything going on. So some of the info you might already know, but please have a listen. There's so much more to this chat. She was so open and honest and so hilarious with it. I just absolutely love this conversation with her and I just felt like it was too important not to share. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hi guys, I'm so excited to be back with another season of Open Mind with me, Frankie Bridge. Now, you might be new to the show, so let me quickly get you up to speed. Last year, I decided to open up about my battles with depression, anxiety and panic attacks. I wrote a book, I made this podcast, I went on TV and suddenly everybody started opening up to me too. People who you see on social media and assume they have this perfect life. I know that the best thing we can do for our mental health is to share and through that realise we're not alone. So there was only one thing for it. I knew I had to come back and invite some more people on the show. We've got an incredible series lined up with some amazing friends and celebrities who have been brave enough to come on the show and talk about their darkest moments. But don't fear, there's also been a few giggles along the way too. And talking of giggles, my very first guest is the infectiously funny Rosie Ramsey, which I am so excited about. Oh, are you really? Oh, gosh. (laughs) I was so gutted because we were supposed to do it before Corona. So I would have actually met you probably face to face. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny is literally all of my friends and family were all like, can I come to that recording so that I can meet her? So you would have had my sister and her best friend there and I would have had to have acted like they come to like all the recordings. (laughs) No, I'd have loved it. I'd be like, drinks, girls, come on. So I was like, oh, um," I was like, oh, I'm doing my Rosie Ramsey podcast today. And my sister was like, no. Oh, I do love your sister. Follow her on Instagram. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks glowing at the minute. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things with you that I think stands out for everyone is that, I don't know, I kind of feel like you came out of nowhere as this like ridiculously honest and funny person on Instagram. And it was just word of mouth. Like, I don't think I'd seen your Instagram, but everyone was talking about it. And everyone was like, you have to follow this girl because wow. she's just too funny. Oh, God. Um, and they were correct. Um, what made you kind of start on Instagram so what happened was I used to work in radio before I had Robin my little boy I had Robin I went back for a few months and it was just the hours were really long and and my husband was working away and we never saw each other and I didn't put Robin to bed for like the full week it was just really hard and so my husband was like look do you want to just 
do a longer maternity leave, take more time off. Like financially, I was really lucky. We were okay. And I was like, yeah, I do. But um, in doing that, I didn't realise how rubbish it is being a full-time mom. <laughs> and, and like, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I've had quality time with my little boy, but it, it was just not for me. And I think Instagram was sort of like a bit of a lifeline for me. Mm-hmm. And I always say this, I think my friends and family think that I'd like lost the plot because when I started Instagram, I only had like 400 followers and they were just people I used to work with, like my Mm. friends and my mom and dad. And I just started talking to my camera and then it just kind of, I got more followers and I remember getting 10,000 followers and thinking, oh my God, I've got 10,000 followers. Yeah, I've made it. Look at this. (laughs) Look at the 10,000. And then, yeah, then it just kept going and going and going. And and I I still really like Instagram. I'm mean, don't get me wrong, it's got its bad points, but mm. it's still really it's a really cool place to just kind of be yourself and and that's what I've tried that's what I've tried to do. I've just always tried to just be me. And mm. if people like it, amazing. And if they don't like it then well, there's plenty of other people to follow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well I suppose you were on radio, so you were kind of out putting yourself out there anyway. Yeah. But I suppose someone like me, I was like, Oh, it's Chris Ramsey's wife. Yeah. Did you find that frustrating of people referring to you as Chris Ramsey's wife? And did you find it kind of weird stepping out into your own light, I suppose? Yeah, it's it's been a funny one because Obviously, he's my husband and I love him to bits and I'm really, I'm proud to be his wife. It's lovely. So when people are like, oh, it's Chris Ramsey's wife, I'm like, yeah. But it can get a little bit great. And when it, it, it's like, it can be all the time and um, that that gets a bit frustrating. But you know what? It takes, it takes a little bit longer to kind of get noticed. I think especially when you've got a partner who's in the limelight, who's much more well-known than yourself. So mm. it's kind of something that I've just had to learn to be humble with. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, people who know me and like me, know me and like me. And if they don't, then I'll just be Chris's wife to them. And that's okay. But the hardest thing I think about that was I've been doing stage and theatre and radio and things like that from being really young, whereas Chris did it like after me. So <laughs> I've got, I've actually got more experience than like younger years than Chris has. Yeah. So that was a bit frustrating sometimes when they were like, oh, you're just, you're Chris's wife. I was like, well, I did, did used to have jobs. <laughs> like, you know what I, mean? like, I had a life before yeah, Chris, I, you know? Yeah, there was, there was a person before I married Chris. But, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's worked out well, really, because we're doing stuff together now which is pretty cool and it's fine it's I, I love being his wife so that's it that's that's the nice part if I hated being his wife can you imagine I Chris Ramsey's yeah. wife I'd be like oh don't talk about that dick well I, I used to have it with Wayne because obviously yeah. he's always played football and I used to be like people at first used to be like oh she's just wants to be a wag and whatever and I used to be like uh I've been earning my own money since I was 12 yeah, like I'm all right, actually yeah Come on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so so totally. I completely know what you mean. You're like, oh, oh, I don't know. Like You're like, yeah, he is my husband. That's cool. But also, hang on a minute. I've mm. been doing this a long time. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you do your podcast together, Shagged, Married, Annoyed. Yes. And you're bringing out a book now, aren't you? Yeah, we've wrote a book. Can I believe it? A book. A book. <laughs> a book. Yeah, we've wrote a it's book. It's not a book. It's just a normal book. Um, Really, how did you feel when, your, when you did yours? Were you like... I've wrote a book. Or did you always plan to? Um, no, not really. 
I was kind of a bit reluctant to it at first. Yeah. And then actually once I got into it, I really enjoyed it. And actually, I don't know, I found the process like enjoyable, but also horrendous. Yes. Um, to fill a whole book, you're like, how am I going to fill a whole book? Yeah. And then once it's done and it's out, you're like, oh, so other people are going to read this now. So yeah. this becomes your pride and joy, doesn't it? And then yeah. you're like oh, now other people are going to read it and judge it. And then actually once it's out, it's quite a relief and it's something that I'm so proud of because I've it's something that I've worked up of, like from scratch yes. up. Do you know what I mean? It's completely oh, yeah. yours and it's I'm sure great. you feel the same. I, yeah, I, I did. I found the writing process. It didn't come naturally to me. Although no. some days I would write thousands of words and it was just like... And then I'd have a week of just... I have nothing to say. I've got no ideas, nothing. So Same. it was kind of on and off like that. Yeah, it's strange, but I'm de- I'm really proud of ourselves for doing it. Like, I can't believe that I'm going to... If if I died next week and I had and I brought a book, I'd be like, right, yeah, that's okay. Wrote a book, had a podcast. She's left a legacy. Yeah, 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 that'll be there. But... Yeah, that's what everyone always says to me. They're like, well, you've got your legacy now. I'm like... Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, yeah, it's a really nice way of thinking of it, Rosie. <laughs> Do a couple more and then you'll have even more of a legacy. It'd be great. But you guys kind of put yourself out there as a couple, which is, I think you kind of open yourself up to a lot of criticism. I think because you're funny with it, you kind of get away with it a bit more. But like Wayne and I did a program called Married to a Celeb, which it wasn't called that when we signed up to it. Um, it's about... Oh my God, we did that. Oh, did you do it as well? Yeah. Was it called, it was called the whinge something? Whinge yeah, the list. whinge list. Yes. And we then did they that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I think we did a different episode to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. but then it ended up being called Married to a Celeb, didn't yeah. it? So it was I was we were just like, someone's oh, wife again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were like, we really enjoyed that. And people really seemed to jump onto that because they enjoyed the honesty of yeah. like couples talking about. And we'd actually said the same as you. We were like, oh, maybe we should do something together. Yeah. Along. We would not have been as funny as you guys. And I think... You kind of, I don't know, you open yourself up for people to comment on your relationship. Do you find that a lot? Do you think people take it with a pinch of salt? It depends. I think because, well, one, definitely because Chris is a comedian, people are a little less hesitant to give jabs because comics are quite well known to give jabs back, if that makes Mm. sense. And I think because we are so open about our relationship and about ourselves and we rip the mick out of each other anyway, it kind of doesn't leave much room for anyone else to say anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I think if if you kind of just put yourself out there and it was all lovey-dovey and all really nice, I think people would have something to say. But then again, people, you know, we've had criticism, absolutely. Mm. Like, people can't help themselves. They just love to tell you if they think something's shit and you're like right that's lovely but there's people who do like it so yeah I'm gonna do it for them not for you that's um, actually a really good point when you can t- when you're taking the piss out of yourself it does leave less room yeah for people to be able to make a comment and do you find that with your posts and stuff as well because you're quite open and honest about pretty much everything on your Instagram how do you find that I think it's the same I think it's like well you can say that about me, but it's not anything that I haven't said about myself or know about myself. But I mean, don't I, I still get some awful comments? Like it's it comes with the territory, unfortunately, and it's it's a really sad fact that if you are quite well known on a social media platform, you have to get a bit of a hot, like a thick skin, and it's really sad because I don't want to be a thick skinned person, you know. But 
to be able to survive online, you kind of have to be able to go, look, that's that's your opinion. And, you know, you think I'm a big, fat, embarrassing mess, then that's fine, you know. But I'm married <laughs> and my, my kid likes us, so I'm all right. I'm, I'm fine with being yeah. there. <laughs> do, they not, yeah. do they not bother you, those kind of comments? Or, or have you kind of got better at... Oh, no, they bother me. Like, I'd be lying if I said that it was... that I was absolutely fine. They do bother me, but... It's just, I, I kind of, me and Chris talk about it because he's like, don't read messages. And I'm like, well, when they're there in your personal space, you can't not. What I, The way I deal with it is I could either stop this tomorrow and let them win, let them really hurt me and affect me, or I could ignore them. Mm-hmm. Like have a, a little 10 second pity party. I have like a little, <laughs> a little morning when I think, oh God, why are people so horrible? But then I enjoy it too much to let them ruin it do you know what I mean yeah so that's kind of that's how I deal with it now but I am one of the lucky ones I actually don't get that much I've seen some of their people get oh and I just don't understand people it makes me question the world when I see trolls online and things like that I just think what is so bad in your life that you are you're you're so venomous and there's just so Mm. much hate and anger that you're expressing to a stranger online and I just I don't understand it because no if I don't like someone I just don't follow them or I don't comment and I just kind of I might might say something to my sister or something like oh did you see that like you know but I would never say it to them yeah because... I think it's that extra mile isn't it like I've always said look we all have opinions yeah. we all judge people let's not all act like we don't yeah but course. you say it to your mate or you say mm-hmm. it to your husband or something mm-hmm. to to then go on, out of your way to go and say it to someone yeah. I think is just that next step that I will never understand no me neither no. but I think because you you seem quite a positive and confident person though to me is that who you really are like I think yeah. so yeah I, I am I've always been quite confident I think performing like yourself from a young age you've got to have a confidence from somewhere yeah um and I do try to be positive. I really do. Not, not all the time. You know, I have my moments. But I just think if you like yourself enough, it's, I'm not like, not love yourself. I'm not talking in a vain way. If you come to a point with yourself where you go, do you know what? This is who I am. I've got my flaws. I've got my lovely friends and family around me who love me and I love them. And I, I like being me. It kind of makes you, you, you have a confidence that's like within yourself. Does that make sense? So when people don't like me, I'm like, well, that's okay because I've got I've got a handful of best friends who absolutely who love me, and it's like that's fine if you don't like me because I don't like everybody, and I don't think we're meant to. I'd love to be like you. I I even if I don't like someone, if they don't like me, it really bothers me. Oh, oh no! (laughs) I'm like, but why? What have I done? I don't even like you. You're a really bad person, but you can't not like me. You know what? There's usually there's usually reasons why people don't like other people, and it's yeah. it's not it's nothing usually to do with you. It's usually no. to do with them, and it's just it's just realizing that. And there's 68 million people just in England alone. Like we can't all like each other, you know. No. So that that's my mantra on it, and I'm sticking well, well to it. Done. Yeah, because you're quite open and honest about like body confidence as well, mm. which I love. Like one of my favorite things is when you try things on and they've come <laughs> and they look completely different to what they do online because it happens to all of us. My you're like, oh, word. that girl looks great in that. I'm so gonna get that and I'm gonna look like that person. And you put it on and you're like, 
it's not even remotely the same. No, I'm just no. look, everything. Everything I order online just looks horrific because I'm on. I'm like five <laughs> foot one, but the petite section. My boobs are too big for the petite section because it's it's turned into not just short people. You've got to be like teeny teeny tiny. So everything's far too long. Like I am at my nana's house every other month getting a pair of trousers taken off. <laughs> I swear, it's we all are to be fair because all my family were all so short. My poor <laughs> nana's never puts her sewing machine away because everyone's like, "Can you do the sleeve on here, nana? Can you do this?" And it's just story of my life. But oh, um, no. yeah, you, I just you know what it is. The thing with weight and me, like, I do like my body shape, but I I used to be dead back in the day. I was like really thin because I was dancing for a job and mm. I was like a size eight to ten. But I was just with as... With boobs. With massive big boobs. I've always had big boobs, yeah. But the thing is, with me and weight, I keep thinking, right, well, you, you're not going to lose weight in a day. So if I'm going on a night out, I think, oh, my word. And, you know, Rosie, you need to lose two stone. Two stone, that's the, that's the goal. <laughs> but I'm like, well, I'm not going to lose that before this night out. So I might as well just get ready, have a good time, and think about it tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, and back then you don't. Tomorrow. Yeah, that's always my thing. And then I never get back on it. And then the next week I say the same thing. So Everyone yeah. does that. Oh, I'll start again on Monday. I know. But I do think life. like when you've danced and stuff for like from such a young age, like my weight never changed when I was growing mm. up because I literally started dancing when I was about three. Yeah. And I always stayed fit and like abs didn't have to work for them they were just there naturally yeah and then I think you get a bit older and obviously now like we don't dance every day or whatever and oh I don't know you just have to think like I have this conversation with Wayne all the time because obviously being a professional footballer he used to Mm. train every day and play football like every week and now he still trains because he's a machine but he can't accept that like his body is different yeah, you know, because and I'm like, but it's never going to be like that because you used no. to train every day, like mm. for football. That was your job, and I kind of think the same about myself, but I can't tell myself in the same way that I can with him. Yeah, well, listen, yeah. from me who follows you on Instagram, you look bloody gorgeous. So don't <laughs> worry, you look amazing. <laughs> you're styling, you're, you're styling. Is it your Sunday styling? Oh, thing? Frankie's faves. They look great. I mean, yeah. I've, I've thought about swiping up a few times, but then I just think, oh, they're just going to come and they get me nana to take them up. And I think, no, not going to well, come. Well, I have to get everything taken up. You know who I always think of? Kim Kardashian. Yeah. She can't buy anything that doesn't need taken in, taken up, I know. letting out, I know. letting in all that jazz, surely. Yeah, well, yeah, they must have to get like really big bottom pants. Yeah, like so really, got big really big size. Really yeah. Mm. I'd just mm. buy everything Lycra. Makes life easier now. Lycra, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, gym gear, you see, I wear a lot of active weight. I don't really do any exercise, but I, I wear don't. it just because I just feel quite good in it. Yeah, I, like I don't it. really wear clothes, to be honest. When no. I'm not working, if if we call them hard trousers, me and my stylist, so that's right. jeans, yeah, hard yeah. trousers, because they're restrictive and uncomfortable. So she's always like, oh, no hard trousers today. I, anything <laughs> elasticated or whatever, that's just all I wear. Right. I always think all the mums at the school must be like, oh, you know, like on telly, she wears all this stuff. And then we only <laughs> ever see her with like no makeup, unwashed and leggings. Sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. It's real life, man, real life. Oh, yeah. I know. I love that. Um, <laughs> I I think also as well, I think with Instagram, and that's a good like crossover that you managed to do. It's like you managed to do that thing of where, I don't know, I feel like everyone's always trying to be as honest as possible online and be their self. But there's also that like 
need to kind of not almost keep up with the Joneses of like mm. have this other image as well. And I think that can be quite unhealthy for people looking in. Do you find that when you look at other people's Instagrams that you kind of compare yourself to them or have yeah. you learned not to? Always. I really try not to. That's a conversation that me and my friends have a lot they'll always be like oh did you see that and then and then somebody's got two kids yeah every day they look amazing and I'm like you do realize that this is just their show reel and that's yeah. fine I I really I like some Instagram accounts that are just quite perfect because I'm like they've worked hard on that but I can see the other side of they'll get up and look like a bag of shit just like the rest of us and <laughs> but they just won't post that whereas yeah. I kind of post that <laughs> just think well <laughs> here I am but yeah you 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 need to be able to see see through it but it it is difficult and it is hard and I can understand why people struggle I've struggled with it before and I've tried I've I've gone through loads of stages with my Instagram where because I I love like interior design and I love doing like my house and stuff like that but then sometimes I put it on I think well that looks really nice and then I think well that doesn't really go with like with me and then another day it'll be a mess and I can't I can't keep up that life Nice. So I dip in and out of it every now and again, but it's not me through and through. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like all your little house bits. Oh, thanks. I think everyone enjoys a bit of interior. I yeah, don't know. it's nice, isn't it? Seeing the, yeah. other, the other parts. But then I always feel a bit like when I share stuff like that, like it looks like I'm showing off. Like I never know. Do you know, you can't win, you know. You can't no. win. Somebody said about us online once, about Chris and I, that yeah. we we act like we're poor. And I was like... Okay, I don't understand that. Like we still we still live in our hometown, which is very much a working class town that we still mm. live in. You know, we're doing all right. Chris has had a successful tour for the last seven years. We're doing okay. But the thing is, if we showed all of the lovely nice things that we are really proud and we've worked for on board, then we'd be bragging. So yeah. you can't win. It's like, well <laughs> I just don't know what to do sometimes. So I just kind of think, well, You can't please everyone. You can't please everyone, yeah, exactly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Will you be doing a book tour when the book comes out? I hope so. I really do hope so. But it's just um, with everything that's going on at the minute, we've got no idea what's going to be happening. So I'd love to do one, though. But we've got our tour in September, our actual live theatre tour. But we don't know. Oh, my God, are you? Yeah. But we don't know if that's happening. How did I not know this? Actually, I feel like I did. Yeah. So how will that work then? You two on stage chatting about all your... Yeah. We're doing Wembley. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Arena. I, I feel like the old you back in the day, like the performer in you, is like, oh, my God, I can I finally step on stage and Mate, say, hello, This Wembley. soundtrack is going to be something else. Like, <laughs> one, I'm going to... One, two. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll be having ladies on. I'm going to do, like, a full set. It's going to be great. Um, a full but... set. Well, sound checker. The sound check took four hours because Rosie just did a whole back catalogue. Of all the club songs she used to do. 
kind of weird. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, so we're still, we don't know what's happening with that. So we're just kind of, everything's up in the air at the minute because yeah. of COVID, but um, we shall see. That would be so fun. That is literally when I was in the band, Wembley was the one where everyone would want to fight to be like, oh, tonight I'm going to say good evening, Wembley. <laughs> What's it like? Is it good? Uh, so I think you'll be like, I don't know, it's almost like you forget it, you know, because it's so, I don't know, like I remember other shows uh-huh. more than I remember Wembley because I think I'm just so, was just so, so in awe of the fact that we were there. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. afterwards I'd come off and be like, I don't remember any of it. A bit like, I don't know if I had this when Wayne proposed, like mm-hmm. afterwards I was like, what did he say? What song was playing? Like what happened? Yeah. You know, when you just the can't remember a moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, so wow. weird. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's going to be so cool. Kind Although I'm guessing, because you guys are in Newcastle, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that one for you will be a biggie, no? Yeah, we're doing two two nights at Newcastle Arena, which is going to be so exciting. And then we're doing we're doing twelve. Oh God, I should really know this. We're doing either twelve <laughs> or fourteen dates all together, which it's going to be great. Like we we still got no. We can't believe that people bought tickets just because it's advertised as nothing more. It's just Chris and I sitting on stage doing a live podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we need to make it a bit of a show. So oh, like, come on, you've got to do a song. I've got all oh, me. I'm doing I'm doing a medley. So I hope so. I'm gonna have to. Just but, with Chris uh, sat there watching like as she goes. He'll be good, he hates all that stuff, you know. Does he? Like, yeah, what's Wayne like? does he like all the like showy sort of stuff? Oh no, he hates musical theatre. Yeah. Like I took him to watch Lame Is at the cinema when it came out. Yeah. And we got halfway there and he was like it's a fucking musical, isn't it? And I was like, how did you not know that? It's Les Mis, like, of all things, come on. And he was like, didn't realise. I was like, well, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, and, um, you're going to love it. Yeah, he's not massive. I took him to watch Wicked. I'd seen Wicked, like, five times. I was yeah. really excited to take him. And he was like, don't get it. Oh, you see, you need to take him to see either the funny ones or, like, the cool ones. Because me and Chris went to see Hamilton and loved oh, yeah. it. Yeah, so he good. loved that, to be fair. But, yeah, yeah, there you go. And yeah. uh, Book of Mormon, you'll probably like that. Cause it's, yeah, like, loved South that. Park. Yeah, yeah. So Chris is like that. He's just not into the whole razzmatazz of, like, no. showbiz where I'm, like, give me a glitter hat yeah. and a little cane and I'm, like, <laughs> all for it. <laughs> One of my favourite things that you do, which I so relate to, is the music video thing, you know, when oh. you're on the train and stuff. Oh, my God, yeah. I thought it was only me that did it. <laughs> and when I first saw you doing it, I was like, yes! I literally, like, I could be on my way to work and I'll have my headphones on and, like, it'll be raining and I'll have a head against the window and in my head I'm doing, like, a full-on E17 music video, yeah. like... But did but you did videos back in the day, though. I know, but I so still you... pretend. Rosie, oh, so you've still living the dream. I know. I'm so <laughs> jealous. I'd love to make a music video. Like I grew up watching, like you, you on the box, and like mm. all these bands and like pop music and stuff like that. And it's the naff, really naff videos that I love. Like Steps were just the oh, one, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Like, they so do you feel like you've kind to. of like now, like you've kind of lived up to your childhood dream? Is there still like? You know, because I feel like as performers, you kind of, you have a vision of what you want to be and what it's going to be like. And actually, it's really hard to get there. Yeah, mine's gone a com- like a completely different way because I, I always wanted to be a pop star. Like oh, singing. you did? Yeah, oh, God, a fully blown, like bells and whistles pop star. But it's gone a completely different way where it's now it's more of like 
presenting and obviously with the book and now like author which I never thought I would do it's great and I'm just loving it I'm just I don't know I never know what's going to happen next and yeah. I think that's in our business it's exciting but at the same time it's a bit daunting because it's yeah it's not like a normal regular job where you know you know what you're doing you can work up to like a promotion and you're paying into a pension like in this job mm. it's every week I'm like oh right okay we're doing that oh that's not happening oh and then it, it's it's a little bit crazy but it's exciting yeah I'm just enjoying it while it lasts you and Chris have spoken openly about miscarriage before as well yeah. haven't you yeah that's something that my sister's been through mm-hmm. a lot like what made you decide to kind of speak about that do you know what it's a funny one because it happened so we were pregnant and then we went to the 12 week scan and there was no baby it was just a sack inside so it, it was really it was horrible and um I was off social media for about a week and this I got, after Robin this was after Robin so this was 2018 so Robin was like two I think yeah, yeah. so it was two years ago and it was just it was really sad and it was much sadder than I ever thought it would be because I'd known people who had had miscarriages and I just kind of thought oh that's really awful I'm really sorry and I didn't think about it again but when it happens to you it's devastating like much more than I ever thought it would be so I had a week off social media and I'd been getting loads of messages like are you okay blah blah and all this and me and Chris chatted about it and I was like you know what I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna talk about it he was like well it's up to you he was like if you think it'll help in you know reaching out or whatever and then we did and he did as well and it was really helpful looking back it really helped me deal with it and I couldn't imagine not telling it I know a lot of people do and that it's yeah. completely however you feel about the situation but I'm very much a heart on my sleeve kind of person and it really helped and it's helped since you know and um and it was amazing how many people it happened to and then Chris was getting messages off loads of loads of guys saying it happened to us like and it's so horrible and it's so sad and I think it's nice that he spoke about it as well because I do think the men often get forgotten in these situations Mm -hmm. because obviously it's not physically happened to them and I always like my sister and her husband went through a lot of miscarriages Mm -hmm. and and I always made the effort to kind of make sure I spoke to him as well to be like are you okay because they're worried about you as well and and I think god I imagine if that was your 12-week scan you were expecting to go and see something you had no idea no I didn't even think about it I did not because I'd had Robin absolutely no problems you know and and it's it's such a cruel trick as well it it blighted ovum it's called like a missed miscarriage so the baby passed away probably at about eight weeks but your body still thinks you're pregnant because you've got the pregnancy sack in there and I just never thought it and then when you're lying there expecting to see the baby on the screen kicking and stuff and then there's just nothing there and it's like shit like what there's no you know and and by 12 weeks especially as a woman you've thought about everything you're like right okay if it's a boy this if it's a girl this uh what we get oh gosh and you you decorate the room in your head like the nursery and yeah so it was it was really hard and especially because we were really wanting another baby it was like that it was really difficult but time is a great healer and I would definitely say that. And I, I, it very for me personally, we could have just tried again. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to really give like Korea a chance because I'd mm-hmm. had so much time off with Robin and things were really picking up. And 
as women, it's really, I love that people are like, yeah, we can do everything, but we can't always do everything. And sometimes it, to be a mother, you really need to give up a lot of things. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to really give it a shot. And then I'm quite glad we did because then we did the podcast and the book and things like that. So ready for another one now. And I think now is a really good time. And yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that we did speak out about it, though, because I think I hope it helped some people who've been through it as well. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that people really don't talk about. And it's something that does happen oh, so often. So it's like, yeah. is it like, it, it, like with the NHS, unless you've had three, they don't mm. even really look into it. No, or, no. You know, and that's quite a lot to go through before mm-hmm. you even have any idea of what's going on. Or, And I think it's partly where people say, oh, don't tell anyone you're pregnant until 12 weeks. Mm. And then it's like... I just think from from my point of view and obviously I've I've not experienced it so it's easy for me to say but I'm a bit like you I would have to tell people yeah. like cuz I just think the people around you closest to you for me they'd probably already know I'm pregnant anyway yeah and like second of all like I would have to share that with them if mm-hmm. I was sad or down about something I would have to tell them and I think People are getting better at that now. People do feel like they can talk about it a bit more. And I think that's why my sister chose to, because she's never been in the public eye and Mm -hmm. never chose to be, but she chose to kind of speak about it. And the kind of messages she gets, it really does help people, I think. And it's helped her as well. Yeah. So it hasn't put you off trying again? No, 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 no. no. Um, It hasn't put me off trying again. Yeah. Yeah, I totally knew you were. (laughs) Did you? Oh, yeah, you know, like, I think now is actually, like, a really good time. To, like, we're so ready to try oh, now. Because I've had those conversations where people are like, so do you want another one? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I really feel like now's a really good time. <laughs> like, the worst to keep secrets yeah. ever. Yeah, obviously we don't you. have to put that in. Thank you. Oh, well, we've how got far scan. along are you? Our, scan, our 12-week scan is next week. So oh. I'm, I'm, I'm... Are you nervous? I, yeah, yeah, like I am. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I keep trying to think in my mind, miscarriages is one in four. It's quite rare to have one straight after the other, especially with what happened to us last time. So yeah. I'm just trying to be really positive and I'm like, you know what, it, it, it'll be fine. I've had one baby who was absolutely mm. fine. And I think the last time was just a bit of a, a mishap, luck. you know, like whatever, wasn't meant to be. I hate that phrase, but that's how I use, yeah. I use that. I'm like, wasn't meant to be. And this one, I think, will be. How have you not taken yourself for like a private scan earlier Do you know, on? I know, everyone said that, but I'm just, I don't want to because... So with what happened the last time, the baby passed away at like eight weeks. So if I went for a scan at eight weeks and everything was fine, I'd be like, yeah, everything's fine. Oh, everything but then if I go with yeah. the 12 week one and then it wasn't, I'd be like devastated. So I've just waited it out. And like I say, I'm really, I'm being really positive and I feel very pregnant at the minute. So I was going to say, have you been sick and stuff? I, I haven't had sickness, but I am just, I'm just knackered. You know, them first yeah. 12 weeks where you're exhausted, like come four o'clock, I'm like, I need yeah, a nap, you literally you know? can't keep your eyes open, no, can you? It's insane. No. And I'm such I'm such a night owl. Like, I can stay up really late and get up. It's not a problem. Mm. But at the minute, not half nine, I'm like, can we go to bed? <laughs> so yeah. I feel very pregnant this time. So we'll oh see. Because you're going to be pregnant doing all like, if you do the tour and I know, everything. pregnant at Wembley. 
But I, I think that's pretty. That's pretty <laughs> that's cool, amazing, though. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it'll be it'll be the good bit, you know, like the five months when you feel okay and yeah, you're like, and you definitely look pregnant. Yeah, there's no like guessing. Yeah. And there's no like, issue. Just yeah. yeah, and you feel all right. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's good be, timing. It'll be exciting. Yeah, it it was it was not planned at all. It was very oh, much really? a, a drunken lockdown baby. Um, <laughs> I did say, I was like, people are either going to come out of lockdown pregnant or divorced. I feel yeah. like it's going to go like either yeah. way. Or with an alcohol problem. And you, that was you've, my you've gone the good way. I've gone the good way. I've gone the right way. So yeah. yeah so oh, it's I was totally, when we finished, I was totally going to be like, you're totally pregnant, aren't you? <laughs> just, just, just knew it. Don't tell anybody. Until this goes out, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Thanks. I love that. I'm just so yeah. new. Um, I'm so off track now. I know. We know, though, as we, we know, don't we? As women, we just know, yeah. I think. You know when somebody else is. And my, like, I don't like this whole waiting until 12 weeks thing. No, it really I upsets don't. me because, I mean, all of our friends and family know. Like, I told mm. everyone at like six weeks. And, but I think with what happened last time, it, it, it's a bit more daunting, so I'm just kind of I haven't told the public if that makes no, sense. Yeah. I'm gonna wait a little while for that. Yeah, yeah. I think like I don't know. My friends hate me because even when they're like three weeks pregnant, I'm like, "You're pregnant, aren't yeah. you?" And they're like, "How do you know? I don't know what it is. Yeah. I just do." You've got you've I mean, got the radar. I have. Yeah. Oh well, that makes me happy. Do you think you'll stop at two, or do you think you want to keep going? Two. Just yeah. two, yeah. Although yeah. I, I don't know. Considering you're one of three, yeah, I know. I really don't know. I'm getting older though, and I like, and I know women have babies at, at all different ages. Mm. And at my my one of my best friends, forty, and she's having a baby. But I just don't feel like I want to be of an of a certain age because yeah. I'm thirty four in August, and I'm like, and I. I always thought when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'll have a baby at 23. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? And you're like, oh, that didn't happen. But yeah. yeah, so I think this might be the last one, but you never. Never say never. Never say never. What about you? You stopping it too? Or? Oh, yeah. Wayne's having none of it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get <life> back. <laughs> he was like um if we have another one then i'll either like move out for a year or go and get a job he was like i don't care where it is but i need to go and get a job <laughs> i was like oh okay. it's intense isn't it that's, it's that's so a no intense. then um mm. and i change my mind on a daily basis like i actually really enjoy the baby stage and mm. Like 18 months is kind of my favourite age because they start oh to get a personality. Really? I know everyone ah. hates it, but I love it when they're just starting to like, I don't know, transform know into little humans. It's, it's, yeah, it's got its lovely, like yeah. so many lovely moments. Yeah, But I find this bit harder, like it's lovely, but like they can answer back now. They yeah. can refuse to do things. They can yeah. walk. <laughs> I know, they can run off. Yeah. 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 Whereas like I think the baby stage, like I really enjoy that bit, although it's hard work, whereas Wayne finds that bit really difficult. Mm. So he's like, if you could give me like a four year old, I would take that, whereas yeah. I'm like give I me. I think a Chris newborn. is the same actually, yeah. Although Chris um Chris got the good end of Robin because he went back on tour after ten days of Robin uh, being born. So he just came back for a couple of days a week and got all like the cuddles. And stuff like with full night sleep, so I was just like this, like damn. Oh my god, how was that for you though? So it's quite early on to be on your own with a newborn. It was intense. It was really intense, and uh, I was oh gosh, honestly looking back, I was such a pain in the ass because 
our like Chris's parents are amazing. My parents are amazing. They're always like, "Do you want? We'll have him." But and I was like, "No, I'm fine. Everything's mm. fine." Whereas inside, I was thinking, "Oh my word, please, please take him." Yeah. But I'll not be doing that with this one. I'll no, be I was like, going to yes, say you won't do that again. Will no, you? take the baby, have them overnight, please. I need a lion. So, and what do you think Robin will be like? Oh, I think he's desperate for a sibling. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh my, well, he's not one of these. You know, some some only children kind of mm. just love like being just with their mom and dad. Robin is obsessed with other children. He so cute. he's got a cousin, my brother's little boy, Abel, and they call each other brothers. So Aww. he's like my brother Abel. I'm like he's your cousin, but you can call him your brother if you Aww. like. So he just loves other kids. So to have another kid here in our house, he'll just be. He'll be over the moon and he'll be such a lovely... He's, he's got a really rough and tumble side, but he's also got this really lovely, loving, gentle side to him. And I just can't wait to see him with yeah. our baby, you know? Because I've seen him yeah. with other people's babies and he's gorgeous. But to be our... Oh, I just can't wait. I really can't wait to see it. Oh, that would be so cute. My mm. eldest is a bit like that. Yeah. He loves, he loves a baby. Yeah. Loves a baby. Yeah. Isn't it funny how little boys can Whereas literally... My, yeah, my youngest will look at them and just wave at them from afar. <laughs> it's like, nah. I do not know what to do with you. Hello, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I'm the baby. See you later. <laughs> I think the anyway. only thing, the only thing yeah. I'm worried about is that Robin will just kind of go upstairs whilst the baby's having a nap and just like bring them down. In his oh, in his yeah. arms, like wrapped up, yeah. like Mom, I've got the baby. Because <laughs> I'll be like, ah, Put it down. I know. Apparently, me and my sister used to do that with my brother. We'd both like have an arm each and carry him down. He was only like four months. My mum would be like, "No, put him back." I can imagine two girls with a boy, yeah, oh, completely yeah. mothering him. Oh yeah, we had him dressed up and everything. Like we've got so many pictures of him in, in like yeah, in my mum's bras and everything. It's class. <laughs> that's amazing um well I just I just one thing I love about you is just you just have this like way of being positive and just putting like a really upbeat spin on things and I think like you know this podcast is all about mental health but that doesn't mean I have to I only talk to people all the time that suffer with depression or anxiety all the time and I love getting people on like you who have just a different way of thinking and a different perspective on things because it helps me like you know sometimes I'm like oh yeah like if I just thought of things in that way so much easier you know not to say you don't have your days I I know that and you're quite open about that on your Instagram and stuff but I think it's just always important to hear it's inspiring to hear other people's way of thinking so I love that you. you always share all that Oh, that's so thank good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, thank you. You're thank very you so funny. You've literally made me laugh so much. Oh, good. good. Um, one day we'll have to get together and do a music video together, I feel. Oh, my that's... dawn, Frankie, because that would be my dream come true. Like, can we? <laughs> Imagine oh. Chris coming in and, and us two just, like, sitting through a rainy window, just <laughs> listening to a sad song. <laughs> oh, it would have to be, we'd have to do, like, Celine Dion or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, oh. I feel like it's in our future. I can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) Well, good luck with everything. Thank you. You too. And I always kind of ask anyone for some like a tip when when I finish. So, what would be like your top tip for people to kind of keep themselves positive and happy? I'm going to steal it from RuPaul. But if you can't love yourself, ain't nobody else going to love you. So there you go. I think that's right. I probably said it wrong. A version. A version version of of that. Yeah. You've got to love yourself. 
for other people to be able to love you that's so true mm, well thank you thank Thanks, you so much you. and hopefully i'll get to see you face to face soon yeah fingers crossed yeah i'll be that music video. thanks again to rosie ramsey she's so awesome and miscarriage is something that we often feel like we can't talk about but so many people suffer silently with that loss and i'm so grateful that rosie felt comfortable enough to share her story with us Now remember, this podcast is all about encouraging us to be open and have those hard but important conversations. If you're struggling with your mental health, the best thing you can do is to talk to someone. If you'd rather chat to someone impartial, there are plenty of resources and support provided by the mental health charity Mind. That's mind.org.uk. So that's all from me for now, so look after yourself. 